Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome, uh, Pusher the Legend, along with my co-host Macaulay Matthew. I'm of course William Ramo. What's up, Mac? How you doing? Hey, and how's it going? Um, I'm doing okay, man. I mean, not I wouldn't say great, um, because of the shocking news we we just found out um yesterday. But uh, other than that, I'm doing okay. Um, but I, I'm glad to have you on the show as always. Thanks, man. Glad to be on here as usual. Thank you, thank you. And um, I'm also equally happy to have you, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to check out this episode um, of Sports Urban Legend. On today's show, um, we're gonna unfortunately talk about the King uh, passing of, you know, a great, great actor who who um, wowed and, and captivated audiences for, you know, you know, in this past decade, you know, in, in such a short amount of time. You know, of course, I'm talking about the passing of Chadwick Boseman, um, you know, the, the Black Panther star. You know, we're going we're gonna to talk about that very soon. Um, we're also going to talk about, um, you know, the, the current state of sports, um, you know, uh, MLB, NBA, you know, uh, you know, postponing games, uh, you know, because of, you know, the the horrible shooting of uh, Jacob Blake recently. Um, you know, we're also going to talk about, uh, you know, WWE, uh, what happened on, uh, um, uh, what, I'm trying to think, uh, SummerSlam. Which happened oh, yeah. this past Sunday. Uh, you know, give us our thoughts about that, and of course, you know, what was going on in the world of uh, wrestling and sports, as always. Um, but most importantly, you know, we'd love to hear from you. Um, the number is five six three nine 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 three five two nine. The number is five six three nine 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 three five two nine. So feel free to talk about any of these topics and more. You know, we'd love to hear from you. Um, but um, unfortunately, you know, we have to, you know, I, I thought prior to this week, I mean, prior to, um, you know, yesterday, Friday, I thought I was going to lead off the show with, you know, with the, pro, with the um, you know, with the athletes uh, protesting in in light of, uh, you know, the, you know, Jacob Blake shooting. Um, but, you know, we're, we're going to lead off with um, with the, the shocking passing of um, Chadwick Boseman. As we all know, you know, this, um, you know, he, he starred in memorable roles as, you know, um, the Black Panther, um, which of course, you know, he his character appeared in the Avenger films, 
Infinity War, Endgame, uh, Civil War, and Avengers. Well, yeah, Civil War and Avengers. Uh, wait, that was Captain America, I think. The Civil War movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that was what his debut was, if my memory serves me right. Before he had In his Marvel. own. Yeah. Before he had his own movie. And, uh, of course, you know, he played Jackie Robinson in 42. And uh, James Brown, Get On Up. Thurgood Marshall. I mean, this guy, you know, he had he had such a um, incredible career at, at such a short time. And the, the shocking thing of all is that for most of these roles, you know, the height of his career is when he was secretly battling, um, you know, colon cancer. I mean, it, it's just. It's just, you know, shocking. Um, before I get to your thoughts, I'm just going to play this clip from, uh, you know, E.T. and, you know, just give you a little, you know, feedback of, you know, people who knew him, you know, how they reacted to his passing. So uh, we'll be right back. Can you hear it? A little bit. It's a little low. All right, let me let me uh put it. Start off again. Green Larson tweeted. Do you hear better? Yeah, I hear. Can you hear it good? Yeah. Can you hear it good? Let me um put it. Sounds far away. Five Bloods, 
August Wilson's Lorraine's Black Bottom, and several more. All were filmed during and between countless surgeries and chemotherapy. He died in his home with his wife and family by his side. Bozeman was perhaps best known for his role as Black Panther in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This whole Marvel thing is just like, doesn't make any sense. Like, you feel like you're walking around in a dream. He was set to star in the Black Panther sequel, which is set to hit theaters in May 2022. This experience, um, you know, it's hard, hard to explain it uh, until you see it. This experience will be different than any other you can see, that's for sure. Um, the themes, the conflicts will be things that superhero films have never touched on before. Uh, this cast is one that you've never seen before. Marvel was brave enough to have this black cast, mostly black cast. So this is an experience you've never seen before um, for reasons I cannot even say. Yeah, man. Uh, you was able to hear it? Yeah, a bit. A bit. Uh, it was a uh, manageable. I could hear it. Cool. Um, yeah. So yeah. Before I let you, uh, yeah, I guess I'm gonna yeah let you know what they wrote before I let you uh, get to say what you have to say. Um, yeah. Basically, um, on his official Twitter account, uh, you know, someone wrote on the behalf of you know Chadwick Boseman. They said it is with um, Immeasurable grief that we confirmed the passing of Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick was diagnosed with stage three colon cancer in 2016 and battled with it these pa- these last four years as it progressed to stage four. A true fighter, Chadwick persevered through it all and brought you many of the films that you have come to love so much. From Marshall to The Five Bloods, August Wilson's Ma Rainey's Black Bottom and several more, all were filmed during and between countless surgeries and uh, chemotherapy. It was the honor of his career to bring King T'Challa to life in Black Panther. He died in his home with his wife and family by his side. The family thanks you for your love and prayers and asks you that you continue to respect their privacy during this difficult time. Um, Chadwick Boseman, he was uh, 43. Um, Mac, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I, I found out about this, uh, you know, from you. So, um, you know, what was your thoughts when you found out about it? And, you know, what was your, you know, what was your thoughts, basically? Well, I was shocked, man, to hear that, man. Uh, very surprising. I mean, the guy was in the prime of his life, his uh, movie career, um, 43 years old, man. Still the young age, I think, you know? And the the fact that he had colon cancer these past four years and was still acting to bring us movies, I mean, that's, it's, that's very inspiring, you know? And it, it just it's just shocking to know that he was battling this disease all this time and, you know, he kept it to himself. Um, I mean, I noticed he was getting thinner, but I, you know, I never suspected that, you know, he had a disease, you know, but yeah, it's, it's, it's just tragic, man. Uh, you know, this guy was a brilliant actor. Um, 
you know, had a had the Jackie Robinson movie that w- which really jump started his uh in career. Um then of course the Black Panther movie which made him a big name, you know. Um and then most recently I saw uh, The Five Bloods last year with my friend. Uh he was good in that as well. But uh yeah, man, he's he he was on the path of becoming the next Denzel Washington. A lot of people compared him to Denzel Washington and Denzel Washington was even his mentor. Mm-hmm. You know, and he started. So, you know, it's just a blow to, you know, just to the acting community and for fans, you know. They're not going to be able to see him on screen anymore. And I know a lot of uh, Marvel fans out there, well, not a lot, but some are being selfish and, you know, asking, well, who's going to do a Panther movie now, the next one coming out? And, you know, right now, that doesn't matter. You could put that on the back burner because, you know, his passing is more important. And if they decide not to do a, a Black Panther 2, I could care less at this point, you know, because to me, he'll always be the real Black Panther. You know, that's how good he, that's how good he was in that role. I mean, that movie made billions of dollars, and it was mainly because of his acting in that movie. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I don't know uh, how they will they will replace that, but man, we lost, you know, one of the great black actors, and you know, my condolences to him and his family, and uh, you know, rest in peace, Chad Chadwick Boseman. Man, I, I mean, I echo, I echo your sentiments, uh, you know, to a T, man. You know, um, yeah, he, he, I mean, he's already missed already. Like, I mean, I, yeah, when I found out about this yesterday, man, I was, you know, just as shocked as when I found out, you know, Kobe passed away, plane crash, you know. And what made it strange, he passed away on Jackie Robinson Day. Yeah. When he played Jackie play. Robinson, you know. Yep, I was just about to say that too. Yep. I mean, yeah, that that's what made it even more surprising because every other year, every other year, um, um, what was I gonna say? Jackie Robinson Day would have fell on um, what April fifteenth? You know, the day he he made his, you know, he broke the color barrier in uh, nineteen forty seven. But yeah, it's just so ironic that the you know with the, because of the COVID, you know, um. The, the Jackie Robinson day was, you know, pushed to 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 yesterday, and that ironically was um, what the day he he it was announced that he passed away. So it's just yeah. it's, it's very ironic. But um, yeah, he he will be missed. He's already missed already, and um, yeah, my thoughts and prayers um you know go out to him and his family. I mean it's. It's really sad, but like you said, it's very inspirational that, you know, the height of his career, during the height of his career is when he was going through the, the, you know, the toughest time of his life, battling, you know, the colon cancer, but he didn't let it get him down. He, you know, he used that, that small window of, uh, you know, of opportunity, you know, the four years of his life, the last four years of his life, you know, bringing joy to, you know, his fans all over the world, you know, um, encouraging people, you know, to to try to be the better version of themselves and, um, you know, visiting kids in, in um, 
in hospitals and, you know, just being a good co-star and, you know, just leaving, leaving his mark, you know, shining his light, you know, and just, you know, being a good dude. Like, no, no one literally has a bad word to say about him. He was a professional and a class act, and, you know, there won't be another person like him. I mean, it, it's it's so sad. I mean, yeah, uh, and I echo your sentiments uh, wholeheartedly. Like, as much as I I want, you know, I wanted to see Black Panther two, you know, but to me, I mean, that's that's just a wash right now, man. Because it's like there's nobody. He he was he was irreplaceable. You you can't you can't replace him. Like anybody anybody who's gonna you know would try to take up that role. I mean, it's just, it's going to pale in comparison. I mean, it's, you know, it's it's something I would never do if I was a director. But, you know, Hollywood, they always want to remake stuff. And yeah. it's bound to happen, you know. But, you know, it's really sad that, you know, the most important thing, you know, his, you know, he had a young wife, 33 years old, recently got married, you know, and, you know, it, you know, his life is already over already. I mean, it's sad. You know, that's why you gotta make the most of your life while while you're, you know, while you're alive. You know, because tomorrow doesn't promise anybody. So, yeah, you're right. Right on that. Live uh, live today like it's like it's your last. Um. Yeah, my, my thoughts and prayers go out to his his family. Um, yeah, I, I don't even know what else to say, but you know he he you know he he will definitely be missed, and he he's he missed already. Oh yeah, yeah. So one more thing. Um, I mean, obviously he's been in a lot of uh, iconic films. So which one would you say is your your favorite film of his? Well, definitely Black Panther. I mean, no question or that. I mean, that's. I mean, Jackie Robert the forty two would be the second one, but by far Black Panther is my favorite. You know, because I'm a superhero fan, mm-hmm. um, and you know he did a great job in that in, in that role as Black Panther. That's why I will always see him as Black Panther. No other actor can fill that role after him. Yeah, man. I mean. It's the easiest, obvious choice. Um, uh, yeah, Black Panther is my my, my favorite, uh, you know, role of his. I mean, you know, Black Panther, you know, was, was such a great film. Um, yeah, that, that's easily my favorite film of his. And, you know, obviously you, you'd have to put all his, the movies he's been in, you know, Civil War, um you know, Infinity War, Endgame, you know, they're all like in one big ball when you think about it. Yeah. If you have to pick one, yeah, obviously it would, it would be Black Panther. And then, you know, non-T'Challa, you know, Marvel, the second one would be Jackie Robinson because he looked like Jackie Robinson and he, you know, like all his characters that he played, you know, get on get on up with James Brown. He, every character he plays, man, that just show you, you know, the artistic, the authenticity of his, you know, his um, his acting skills, you know, that yep. he could, he, you know, he had the courage and respected the family of the, you know, of 
the actual people he's portraying, you know, these iconic people that he, he you know, he played, that he, he, he got it right. And mm-hmm. that's the most important thing, the, the families of the people that he played, you know, he, you know, he, um, he lived up to, to, you know, that, that's, that um, status, you know, that, um, that level of what those people live their lives. So, you know, I mean, that's, a, that's a critic to his, to his acting. So, no doubt. So, yeah, man. Again, yeah. I trust him to go, go out to him, to his family. Crazy, man. Never thought, like, he, you know, he was those actors that you thought, like, you know, basically you'd be, you'd grow old and see him do, like, 100-plus films, you know. Unfortunately, you know, that wasn't, um, you know, you know, he, you know, he, he, um, he did the most that he could in, you know, the short life he lived. So. Yep. No, no question. You'll be missed. Yeah, no doubt. But um, switching gears, man. Uh, to um, you know, sports basically. Um, the world of sports. Um, basically everything. Everything took a took a pause um, past couple of days because, you know, there's rightful outrage because of what's been going on, you know, for you know centuries in this world and you know, and in this you know in this country as as well, you know, and uh, this year has definitely highlighted it. Um, the racial injustice with uh, Jacob Blake being, you know, shot seven times in the back, you know, while he's, you know, in front of his, you know, his, you know, his woman and his, his kids. And, you know, you thought after what happened to George Floyd and, you know, all, all these other, you know, horrible, horrible tragedies that, that's been happening in recent years you would think you know change would have happened but unfortunately you know Jacob Jacob uh, Blake is the recent story of you know uh, you know a black man being shot you know fortunately for him he's he's alive but but unfortunately he's paralyzed from the neck from you know from the waist down and um but unfortunately, he's still chained up. According to his, his his parents, he's still chained up, even though he can't move. And it's just a it's just a sad situation. It's a horrible, horrible situation. It, it, I mean, it just shows how cruel people can be. You know, you know, and it's not just a psychological problem. It's a it's a sin problem. You know, people, you know, don't value other people because they, you know, they look different or are different and they just play judge during executioner like even in the the classic movies you know it's you know it's a horrible i mean it's a horrible thing to shoot somebody let alone while they're fleeing you know only villains do stuff like that and it's it's, it's just a tragedy 
and you know well, you know my thoughts family and I hope I don't know I hope I'm hoping for a miracle that he could you know get better from from this horrible shooting that that you know I'm 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 hoping God will make a miracle for him because this this is messed up I and mean, he he literally got shot fleeing the the situation and getting shot in front of his his family like that's just that's just uh there's no words to describe it and as a result you know you know the NBA athletes you know they postponed the um the NBA playoffs and um you know even b- baseball you know everybody is you know coming together to say that you know basically they're not going to you know they have a voice you know people can't be you know be getting killed and we you know we're just going to act like business as usual and it's it's just a sad time you know where where people are battling covid and and then you you got to deal with the you know racial tensions you know that's been going on for for centuries you know because of you know the history of slavery and how you know how stuff have not been resolved things have been have gotten better from obviously centuries ago but obviously the sin problem of slavery uh, of racism is still here and until people come together and you know honestly discuss these stuff and try to things better you know we're still going to be keeping having these discussions so uh, Mac, what, what what is your thoughts on this? Oh, uh, well, yeah, it's, you know, same old thing that keeps happening, you know, with uh, African-American males being uh, shot by police. Um, I mean, there is a little bit of backstory um, around this, you know, Jacob Blake shooting. I don't want to go too much into it, but, you know, it's very unfortunate uh, for both sides. Um and, you know, right now you have a lot of protests going on right now in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and you have athletes um, boycotting games. Mm-hmm. Uh, the NBA, you know, right now uh, the playoffs are suspended, you know, until further notice. And I commend the, the NBA players for standing up uh, against racial injustice and taking a stand against it. Um, so I commend them strongly for that. Uh, but, yeah, man, it's just unfortunate, uh, you know, don't have many words to say about it. I mean, been seeing it the the last several months. I don't know what else to say. What what hasn't already been said? You know, we just got to do better as a country mm-hmm. against uh, the racial injustice, against police brutality, um, or you know, racial tension. That you know, things got to change. Yep, absolutely. And you know. You know, kudos to the players, you know, to say, you know, we're not going to take it anymore. You know, it's just, it's too much. Like too many, too many people are being killed. You know, it's just, it's ridiculous. And, um, you know, on the baseball side of it, uh, Dom Smith, you know, from the Mets, you know, he was a, a big catalyst, you know, you know, on on the MLB side of it, of, you know, bringing awareness to it. And um, a few days ago, uh, you know, Dom Smith, out of character, 
you know, he, he broke down and cried, cried because of this, uh, the situation that, um, you know, that this country is going through with this racial, racial, um, tension and murders that that have been happening to, to black people, you know, in recent years, you know, not even going back to, to, you know, the civil rights movement. I mean, just, you know, talking about these stuff that are happening now, which, you know, it, I mean, it just shows, I, I don't even, I don't even know what to say, man. It's just, it just shows that like, you know, there's still, you know, there's still, um, bigotry, man. There's, there, you know, there's still people who, you know, who's, you know, discriminate against people and just, View view other people's lives don't don't matter because they don't look or think like them, and it's I mean that's why we're still in this situation, you know. Because like I said, it's it's not just a it's not just a, a psychological problem. It, I mean it's it's a sin problem. You know, people think that they could just do whatever they want, you know, because they'll make them money. You know, and that's why, you know, there there was systematic racism that caused slavery to happen in the first place. And, you know, it still stems from it. And then you have some world cops, you know, killing, killing people, people who are unarmed for no reason. Other than racism, basically. And it's, it's messed up. So, I mean... I don't even know what to say about this. I mean, we've been having these talks for the, you know, past months, and nothing's nothing's changing. But um, I guess, guess we'll just segue into um the games. You know, as a result, um. Uh, you know, the game's being postponed. You know, um, the Mets played uh, doubleheader Friday night. And, um, you know, Mets, uh, you know, they they upset, you know, the Yankees. You know, Yankees had a 4 nothing lead. And um, basically, Peter Alonso tied the game up. The aforementioned Dom Smith, you know, he hits a home run to make the Mets take the lead. Jake Marislick hit his first uh, home run uh, as a Met. And uh, and then um, Edwin Diaz had his best game as a Met uh, by far by striking out the side against the Yankees on game one. And in game two, you know, Mets oddly were playing were were the home team uh playing in Yankee Stadium, which was a weird sight I must admit uh, I'm pretty sure you were weird weird out about that yeah that was weird and uh basically Yankees had a Mets had a a quick one nothing lead Mets blew it and then um you know the the Yankees had to lead the whole the Prior to the one nothing lead, the Yankees had to lead the lead pretty much most of the game. Um, 
until um, uh, Ahmed Rosario hit a two-run home run in the bottom of the seventh uh, off uh, um, Chapman, um, you know, which in the bottom of the seventh because the new rules this year is that doubleheaders are seven, you know, seven innings. So as a result, Mets became the first team in 114 years to uh, beat the typical home team on the uh, on the road, but Mets are the home team. I mean, that's just a weird, weird stat, you know. So in the first, this is the first time in 114 years that a typical road team is playing the home is playing as a home team, hits a walk off home run, and beats the original home team in their own ballpark. So I mean, what what what's your thoughts on? Well, I, I know I know uh, you were celebrating yesterday, as were other Mets fans on those two wins. But let me just tell you this: you were playing a Triple A team yesterday, because <laughs> uh, a lot of stars, a lot of our stars right now are injured, uh, except for DJ Lemay who just came back today. Uh, but Aaron Judge is on the IL, Stanton is on the IL, um, Gleyber Torres, um, well, Paxson is on the IL at the moment. Britain went on aisle. I mean, you know, this is like last year. You know, and I don't know why these guys keep getting injured, uh, mm-hmm. but it just keeps happening. So we're missing a lot of big pieces right now, trying to stay afloat. I mean, we had lost seven games mm-hmm. after that that second doubleheader yesterday until today when, when we uh, ended up winning, what was it? I, I think it was uh, 2-1, right? 2-1, yeah. 2-1. To the final? Yeah, um, Batanz is the former Yankee. He, uh, you know, he, he helped uh, us out there. He, he he had a wild pitch that uh, scored. Uh, was it Gardner? I, I don't even remember. But yeah, you guys scored there. Yeah, that was crazy. So, you know, you guys maybe Gardner was at the plate. I can't even remember. But, yeah, Gardner was at the at the plate. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you. You know, the the this is not a typical Yankee offense. You know, a lot of the guys are on the IL you know, that aren't playing. But there has been so many, so many Met teams in the past 20 years and in recent history where the tables are always turned, where the Mets always get their butt kicked. And, you know, we say, you know, hey, our our, our team is injured. You know, most of our players are injured because usually the Mets are the ones that are always getting injured all the time. And the Yankees are always healthy, you know. Until, with the exception of last year, a few these past few years or so. But you know, you you guys always you're always like ah you know oh please you know you know like you like we make excuses like basically you know whatever the team's on the field is what the team's on the field you know. Oh no no I mean it's not an excuse but you know it, it's fact it's like you know hey we 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 are down to you know we don't have our best plays right now. I yeah. mean, yeah, it was a good win. Only you know, win. good win yesterday in both of those games. Well deserved. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you're right. You gotta, you gotta beat. You, you're you're playing against the team. You're you're you gotta beat the team the, that you're that who's on the field, no matter who it is. 
mm-hmm. you know? So a win is a win. It, right. You're right on that. But I would not celebrate, you know, against Triple H. You know? Well, not, it's, not, it's not worth celebrating. It's the Triple A Yankees, right? They, they, that's the same <laughs> team that won 27 championships, as, you know, Yankee fans are, you know, and, you know, shy and embarrassed to admit you guys have won championship because, you know, obviously, McCarley, you know, you're a humble fan, of course, you know. You will never oh, yeah, of course. You know, of course. by your titles or something like that, you know. Hey, Mets fans bring that up as much as the Yankees fans do. <laughs> well, we have to. We have to, remind, we have to remind the Yankees fans that, you know, that you're not the only team that won multiple championships in this city, you know? You know? More than one. If you won more than one, that's multiple championships, you know? Whether it's two or 27, you know? What's the difference between math, you know? It's plural, so... I say this, uh, you know, Yankees bullpen has not been effective as of late, and that's what cost them those two games yesterday. You yeah, had, uh, you, you know, you had I think uh, was it Green in that first doubleheader, right? After Montgomery ran out, he he gave up those runs, and then Chapman blows the game yesterday. Mm-hmm. So bullpen looked oh, well. No, they blew it today again without um, Ottavino. So. Mm-hmm. The bullpen, which is supposed to be our strength, they got to do better. Yeah, especially last year. Stay afloat. Yeah, I mean that's our strength, you know. So mm-hmm. they have to help us out here because right now we're limited. We have limited offense, so we can't have the bullpen keep blowing games like these. Yeah. Now you know what it feels to be a Mets fan because every time, um, you know, Jacob Degrom pitches, you think as a as a Mets fan, you'd be like, if you're just a baseball fan, you hear, oh wow, Jacob Degrom was on the mound. Well, that means the Mets are gonna have a good game today. Wrong. The Mets can't. The Mets can't hit their way out of a wet paper bag when when Degrom's on the mound. And then when they <laughs> find, by 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 a miracle, they actually have a lead, whether it's a run run lead or a three run lead or or even a seven run lead as evident as last year. They they always find a way to blow it. The, they can't hit. They can't tackle on insurance runs. The bullpen blows it like. Jacob Degrom, man, if he if he ends up with a no decision, it's a miracle because this guy this guy has t- tough tough luck tough luck losses. He gets no decisions that he was lead previously. He leaves the game with a lead. Like this dude, literally, um, the first game what was this? Um, um, the game prior to this. Um, this was I think Thursday. No, no, it wasn't Thursday. I think Wednesday. He he struck out. This dude struck out 14 batters, ties a career high, goes seven innings, only give up one run, if my memory serves me right, or maybe even no run. I think it was one run. I can't even remember. I think it was one run. And he, walk, he walks away with no, with, with, with no decision because the bullpen, as in typical fashion, they blow the game. That's what I was like. That's what I was thinking. Man, he should pitch in before the game. Before the Friday night game happened, he should have p- pitched in the doubleheader. At least he would have. He could have had a chance of completing the game because the bullpen is horrible. And this bullpen and the Mets offense, they are they are the they are the main reasons why the Grom is not going to go into the Hall of Fame unless if they really look at his ERA and his other statistics other than wins and losses. You know, if they really like if they really look at his 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 records for real, 
that's the only way he he has a chance of making to the Hall of Fame because his his win loss record is 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 not that great because of the, this team they 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 blow they blow so many games for him man it's not even funny like I've like my my fandom as a Mets fan for like at least twenty years I've seen them I've seen the 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 team have bad um, run support for the Aces like Pedro when he was briefly there Santana um, trying to think who else but uh, but with 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 the Grom, it's easily the worst run support I've, I've ever seen. Like, it don't matter how many, I don't matter how many innings he pitched, how many strikeouts he has, how many starts he has where he gives up less than three runs. He will always walks away either with a with a with a loss because they can't score any runs for him, or they blow the the lead for him. It, it's 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 really embarrassing. Yeah. It's really messed up. It's it's infuriating to be honest with you. Like they are literally keeping him out of the out of the Hall of Fame. The best thing to get the act together. Aaron is Steve Matz, uh looks like he's going to the IL, right? No, I didn't hear that. Didn't he get injured or something I heard? Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. He did get he did get injured in the game. That is true. I, I didn't uh I didn't follow up on that. But yeah, he did. He did get injured in the game. Yeah, it looks like. Uh, yeah, he's, they're saying he's headed to the IL with a shoulder injury. Mm. That is that is messed up. That's messed up. And the Mets, man, they just they brought this on themselves, man. Just like how the you know the Yankees, you know the bullpen was supposed to be their strength. The Mets starting rotation was supposed to be their strength. But the Mets, man, in recent year, man, they just they just take stuff for granted. They let Wheeler go. They they finally improved Wheeler, you know, last year, these past couple of years. And they let him go to the Phillies where he's pitching great. I don't even think he's lost a game yet. And, um, you know, they let him go. And, and then you know Strowman is you know Strowman obviously he opted out. I mean, COVID. yeah, because of COVID. I mean, this, this they they're in desperate need of a rotation. You know that they they had to put Gez, uh, you know Gesselman and, and, and Lugo back. You know Lugo's their the most reliable reliever they had. You know they they got to put him in the in the in the rotation because. The rotation, which was a strength, is is their 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 weakest link, other than Mets run, hitting and run, with runners in scoring position. Yeah, you know. But I mean, it it is what it is, man. It's it's just, you know. Hopefully, with with the rumors that, um, you know Steve, uh, you know Steve Cohen, he's you know he 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 won the the bidding war against, you know, Iran and J-Lo and Harrison Blitzer, that he has now exclusive rights to negotiate with the Mets uh, in the past, in these next few days before the, before, um, you know, the, before this month, this month ends, you know, so that they can negotiate a deal that, you know, will allow him to um, buy the Mets 
And then another thing is um, he, he, he needs, I think, what was it, 23 out of the, 23 out of the, the what, the 20, uh, what, the, the 23 out of the, 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 the 30 owners. Well, I guess it would be 29 owners because, you know, he would be, he, you know, he would be one of them. So he basically needs 23. If there's eight, if there's eight owners that vetoes, that vetoes the move, he won't be, he won't get passed. Mm. Which, to be honest with you, I think that's what's going to happen because they're not major league baseball. One, he, you know, he has like he had this insider training trading um, controversy that he had, and two, this guy looks like he has a Steinbrenner mentality of, you know, being a fan and willing to spend the money, you know, to improve the team, which this is what the Mets desperately needed. Yeah. they desperately needed this, you know, for for the longest time. But I don't think the I, I don't think the owners the the owners want to deal with a Steinbrenner like owner in in New York, even though it would it would it would cause buzz in baseball that the Mets are actually competitive. But yeah, I don't think the I don't think these owners it, it's like the Knicks, man. These these you know these teams they want to keep. They want to keep, you know, teams that are supposed to be the marquee teams in 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 in, in uh, you know, in in their sports down because they're making money. The 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 league is making money. They don't care. They don't care if you know their flagship New York teams are you know in the toilet because at the end of the day everybody else is making money. So, I mean, I, wouldn't. J uh, J Rod's J Rod and Chase their group they could mm-hmm. spend money also. I mean it's not like they're poor, you know. They have money. They could spend just as much money as Cohen. So I don't understand. Apparently not because he's worth he's worth fifteen billion dollars. They had to. They all had to. A Rod and J Lo had to put like three hundred of their own money to try to to try to um gain the bidding wars and then they had a bunch of other people team up and banks team up but apparently uh Cohen's bid was still higher than them. So, you know, A you know, uh J Lo um she put out a um a press um you know a presser basically saying that, you know, they're they're saying that they have to give up, you know, that they have to give up their pursuit of buying the team because she wanted to buy the team because once she wanted to be you know, you know, like the first minority owners of, you know, New York and a woman owner, and she wanted to buy it, you know, the team that her father grew up rooting for. And, uh, you know, A-Rod said that he grew up a Mets fan, you know, with the 86 team. But um, they, they, you know, they're out of it, but I guess they, they might come back if, you know, Cohen doesn't get approved. Because I think that's what, I think that's exactly what's going to happen. Because I don't think I don't think the the league wants to deal with a the Mets having a Stein you know a Steinbrenner like owner. And then that's one more that's one more big market team they have to c- compete against. Yeah. So I don't I just don't I I just don't see it happening. I hope I'm wrong. 
Yeah, I believe like like we like we've been saying on this show for the past eleven years, when it's good news, I'll believe it when I see it. And so far for the most part, I haven't been wrong. Or at least I can't remember being wrong. <laughs> But uh yeah, let's yeah, let's shift gears. Let's uh let's talk um, you know, SummerSlam. Uh what what was your thoughts on uh, you know, the the pay per view? Decent. Um, I mean there's been better SummerSlams. Um mm-hmm. but it was a decent pay per view. Um I'd probably say my favorite match. Uh Wow, favorite match of the night. I'd probably say the McIntyre and Orton probably the best match of the night to me. Mm. Yeah, that was a good match. Uh, I I was I was surprised surprised that it was a, it was a good match. You know they they tease that you never see it coming. You know it was a match that you haven't seen in a long time. There was no finishers whatsoever. Mm-hmm. There was, you know, false, you know, Randy Orton tried to order KO so many times, but, but failed to do it, which that hasn't happened in a long time. And Drew McIntyre didn't even use the Claymore. So, yeah, I mean, that was, that was like an old school battle. Yeah. And him, him pinning him with, with, with that, um, what was that? Like a, a bridge pinfall. Yeah, that was an. I mean, we didn't see that coming. But um, yeah, the big the big um surprise was Roman Reigns coming out. But I guess let's uh go through the review quickly. Um, Apollo Cruz defeated MVP. No surprise there. Uh, Bailey defeated Oscar. Uh, to retain the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship, as we both agreed. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is um, oh, the Street Profits defeating Andrade and uh, Garza. We both agreed on that one, even though I was wavering on it. You know, I thought Garza. I, I think initially I thought Garza and and uh, Andrade would win, but I think I I um changed. I think I changed my mind. You convinced me to change my mind because I thought. Yeah, I thought they were going to win it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they did end up winning. Mandy Rose defeated Sonya Deville, which there's no surprise there. And uh, Sonya, Sonya Deville leaves um, WWE. I don't remember much of that match for some reason. I don't know why. Oh, that match? Oh, I didn't even see it. I'd have to go back, go and, and check that out. I, haven't, I, I didn't even see that one. Yeah, I need to rewatch that because I don't remember most of it. Yeah, Seth Rollins defeats Dominic Mysterio in a street fight. No surprise there, even though um, I think we both picked Dominic, if my memory serves me right. Yeah, I picked Dominic. Yeah. Even though it would have made more sense for Seth Rollins to win, but I guess we felt the revenge factor, you know, he, uh, he'd avenge his, his, um, his father. Yeah. But that wasn't the case. And guess what? Seth Rollins is going to fight Rey Mysterio for the eighth millionth time. Oh, wow. I can't wait. Is he going to blind him with another... Is he going to blind his other eye? Like, 
Like, how many times is he going to do that whole, that, that step thing? Like, they did it to Alistair Black, which, you know, Alistair Black returned and uh, went full heel mode, you know, and attacked Kevin Owens. Um, what else happened? Yeah, Asuka defeated Sasha Banks, which, via submission, which, uh, you know, made Asuka regain the WWE Raw Women's Championship, which we all thought of that because, you know, Sasha Banks, you know, which I'm surprised they finally brought it up in WWE that, you know, every time she wins the title on Raw and she tries to defend it on pay-per-view event, she always loses in her first title defense on pay-per-view. I'm surprised they brought that up. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean... Yeah, man. They, I mean, they're ruining Sasha's character. Like, I to me, I thought it was fine when they when they did with Charlotte Charlotte Flair years ago, because it'd be like, okay, hey, you know, Charlotte Flair got her number. But once she started losing to Alexa Bliss, I mean, like, it's like, come on, man. This is this is getting ridiculous here. And and then her 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 winless streak continues. Like, I mean, this is this is crazy. Like. She doesn't have any. She doesn't have any pay-per-view title defense, and she's supposed to be the legit boss. Yeah, she's a. She, she loses every. I don't. I don't. I can't remember the last time she's defended a championship. She's never. She's never defended a championship on a pay-per-view event. Uh, uh, probably NXT days, I guess. Uh, I don't. Maybe I don't. Maybe maybe she did. I mean, when she battled Bailey um, at the NXT in Brooklyn, she lost the. She lost the title then, but. I'm pretty sure she must have defended her her um her um title. Not in the yeah, not in the, the not in the uh, WWE, yeah. but in NXT, yeah, I think she yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah, because it it wouldn't be so surprising if she lost it in NXT. Yeah. Somehow in WWE, in WWE pay per view pay per view events, she just blows it, man. Yep. It's crazy. And then, uh, you know, we got the Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, which we never saw it coming that the title, I mean, you know, I thought Randy Orton was going to win. You, you, I think you predicted Drew McIntyre to retain it. Yeah. But yeah, we didn't see that no finishers would have been used in this match. And then last but not least, the Fiend Bray Wyatt defeats Braun Strowman, which we both predicted that that would happen, but you know what's the craziest thing happened? I I wasn't thinking of Rome. I mean, I think I did say last week that someone could have popped up, possibly. I uh, maybe I could have said Roman Reigns. I think I might have said Rock. Maybe I might have said Roman Reigns. I can't remember. But while watching the match, I didn't, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't really think much of it. Really, it's until like after Bray Wyatt won. And he was gonna turn around that split second. I was like, I, I I don't know. Like I just had like this feeling that Roman Reigns was just gonna spear him out of nowhere. And and sure enough, that's exactly what happened. Like that split second, or or three seconds before it happened. Like as soon as Ray White won the title, held the title in his hand, and he turns around, I, it just popped in my head that. Roman Reigns is going to spear him. And sure enough, Roman Reigns speared him. But what I didn't expect 
is that Roman Reigns went full heel and speared Braun Strowman and attacked him with a chair. They finally gave WWE Universe what they wanted. They pulled a Rock 2.0. They they let him he disappeared for months, comes back, and now we got the Roman Reigns that we always wanted. A heel Roman Reigns. And another thing that's that happened, a revelation that happened on SmackDown. Well, you think he's heel? I don't think I don't think he's heel. Okay. Did you see SmackDown yesterday? Did you see SmackDown yesterday? Yeah, yeah, but I didn't. Did I think he's up for revenge. I don't think he's like. I think right now he's more of like a, like a Stone Cold. He's a tweener. The Seth, um, Seth, um, not Seth Rollins, but uh, Dean Ambrose type of you know, character right now. He's like an anti. Okay. He's an anti-hero, anti-hero. kind of. Yeah. Okay. Well, remember he was attacking Braun Strowman. And then here's another thing that... that well, Bron, yeah, because Braun Strowman is uh, also competing for the championship. Yeah, you know? but, but yeah, but Roman Reigns would normally wouldn't do that. Another thing is, what proved to me that he's a heel, other than his action, because you didn't believe it, and you still have your doubts, when he said that he's going to... He, he's not, you know, he's going to, you know, whoop both of their behinds, and that's not a, that's not a prediction... Once he said that, I was like, oh, shoot. He's going to be working with, you know, he might be working with. As soon as he said, it's a spoiler, I'm like, oh, shoot, he's with Paul Heyman. And then sure enough, Paul Heyman was there, which was still shocking, to say the least. Because never in a million years, he's always been, you know, Paul Heyman has always been, like, lobbying him to to be a Heyman, you know, a Heyman guy. And he's always putting them down. What if he backstabs Heyman? No, I don't see it. I don't see it happening right now. Down the line, yes. Right now, right now, I don't. I think. I think he's like. I think he's like Stone Cold when he when he made his deal with Vince McMahon. You know when he. You know he basically. Uh, you know made the deal with the devil when he when he joined. You know, uh, Vince McMahon, uh, at WrestleMania 17, because that's how badly he wanted the title back. And that's that. I think that's basically you're basically having a cross between that Stone Cold, you know, the heel alliance Stone Cold, and you know the Rock when he was in the nation when he you know when he finally turned heel and finally was able to give a piece of his mind to the audience, the the, the fans for you know, you know not believing in him and turning on him you know. After he, um, when he won the the Royal Rumble years ago, when The Rock himself had to help him win the Royal Rumble, when everybody prior the year prior to that everybody was hoping Roman Reigns would win it, but then they they made him lose. But then the year afterwards, they they force fed Roman Reigns down people's throats because the year prior to that Roman Reigns was throwing people out left and right, and fans wanted him to win. But he didn't win. I think maybe Triple H when I won that year. But um, the year after that, when Rock helped them out, the fans saw that, you know, hey, you know, they're just force feeding him down our throat. And basically that's when the fans, you know, didn't like him, gave him the, the John Cena treatment, you know, at that time. But now he's a heel, so he's the anti-hero slash heel that the fans have been begging them to do for the longest time and 
now you're gonna see Roman Reigns get the popularity that he always that WWE wanted him to have. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I'm still not sold on it, but well, you know, we'll see. All right. So what do, what do you, what does he have to do to put convince you that he's a heel? Does he have to look into this? He this has to. He stuff? has to face other heels going forward. He is facing know? heels. I mean, not not heels, but he has to face like other um, baby face baby faces going forward. You know, talking about going against McIntyre, going against guys like uh, well, McIntyre's on Raw, so he's not gonna go against them. Well, if so, he if he becomes champion, so, so let's serious. say he can go. You know, he can then go on the other show, or maybe you have a pay per view and fight McIntyre. Uh, Maybe or, in a, a Survivor Series type of event or something, bragging rights or something like that. Yeah. And then they're going to keep the, the brands um, pretty much separate. I mean, with the exception of, you know, uh, the women's tag team champions because they have the tag team champions where they could go anywhere they want. Yeah. Well, but, guy, but guys like that, you know, if I see if, if, if WWE starts putting matches with him against Babyface like that, then I'm, I'll be sold on it. But right now, I'm not sold yet. I think on Monday Night Raw, you'll be sold. Because he's going to be in the ring with Paul Heyman. They're going to cut a promo about them winning the title at Payback, which to me... It's tomorrow. It's a, yeah, that's a waste of time. They, they rushed this They rushed this pay-per-view event. They you think he's going to win the title? Yeah, I do. I I don't think I, I don't think they're gonna put the title on him what? just yet. I I don't think they should put the title on him yet. I don't think he should have been. I think this. I think they're probably gonna wait until WrestleMania to do that. I think that would be the smartest thing to do. But yeah, they should I don't think he's gonna. They should have put him in a triple threat match this quickly anyway. Maybe some. The only way he'd lose is someone had have to interfere from from to lose it. Yeah, because Fiend just got the title back. I, I can't see them just taking it off the, off of him that quickly, you know? That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense, but that's that's what WWE loves to do the most. They love to swerve people. Uh, let me see what happened. Uh, in, um, I'm trying to think what else happened. Um... Oh yeah, Sami Zayn came back. Um, you know, the first time in like four or five months, you know, since this pandemic, he finally comes back and try to reunite with his uh his friends, uh, you know, Cesaro and Nakamura who are now tag team champions, but yeah, they're not down with him anymore. They're they're on their own path. So, you know, basically he has to go solo. And basically, you know, he attacked Jeff Hardy and said, claimed that he's the legit um, intercontinental champion because he never lost the title, you know, months ago. So that's going to be an interesting storyline. Yeah. And um, I think that's basically all that happened on, on WWE. Oh, yeah. They're teasing uh, basically Bailey and Sasha Banks are going to break up. They're going to defend the title. They're attacking titles against um, Sheena Baszler and uh, Nia Jax, uh, which I think Nia Jax and Sheena Baszler will win tomorrow night, or I should say tonight since it's after midnight now. Um, yeah, I think that's really, that's about it on, on Raw. They um, basically... 
um, Karrion Cross, he re- he relinquishes the title that he defeated Keith Lee for the NXT uh, World Title that he won uh, last Saturday uh, at the uh, the 30th Takeover, and uh, you know he after he defeated Keith Lee, he injured he he, he um, suffered a um, a shoulder injury, which on re- Wednesday night he announced that he had to vacate the title. And uh, Keith Lee made his Raw debut. Um, well, his Raw re-debut because he did pop up during that uh, Survivor Series last year. Fans were complaining that uh, WWE changed his music. Yeah, they did. Uh, that's what I was gonna say. Like his music is his new music is horrible. They changed his gear a little bit. His 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 music is horrible. His his new music is horrible. His the, the other music he had went with his character, like, to a T. But WWE, man, they, you know, they don't listen, man. When it, when it ain't broke, don't fix it. And they, for whatever reason, they thought they had to fix, they had to mess up his song. But hopefully they won't mess up his push. And I, I expect he'll defeat Randy Orton uh, tonight as well. After his match with Randy Orton got, um, interrupted by Drew McIntyre when, you know, after Drew McIntyre uh, punted uh, Drew McIntyre in this call twice, and then afterwards, after his match with Keith Lee, um, Orton punted him in the skull for the third time that night. So, yeah, that that's that's basically what's going on on uh, WWE and uh, NXT. Uh, oh yes, Damian Priest. He won the the ladder match on the at the takeover last Saturday. So he's a new North American champion. So congrats to him. Um, can't think of anything else that happened really. Oh yeah, Adam Cole defeated um, Pat McAfee in a good match. I mean, this was the the best wrestler versus celebrity slash athlete match I've, I've seen. Because uh, McAfee, like, he really, he, he looked like he put, he really put in the work, you know, to make that match competitive. Um, AEW, I'm trying to think what happened. AEW, um, um, I'm trying to remember what happened at AEW. Well, you mentioned uh, earlier on my show that um, they have, Audience members oh, yeah. in, in AEW. Yes, they got they got audience back. Yeah, they they beat WWE to the punch. They 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 got audience. Uh, you know, social distancing. You know, most of them wearing masks. You know, they they upsetted uh, WWE's thunder thunder um thunder wait thunder what thunder dome thunder dome. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking yeah. thunder ball. I'm thinking of James Bond. I'm, I'm trying to think of the <laughs> Yeah, Thunder, Thunder. Um, oh yeah, the the movie wasn't Thunder Dome, the the Mad Max movie. I know I had to try to remember the name of that movie. Yeah. Yeah. So Thunder Dome. I mean, it's a it's a good success. You know, good to see fans in the art. You know, in the screen. Even though it's had some crazy stuff with, you know, some KKK popping up on the thing and and some people showing Benoit and all these you know, other crazy stuff, people trying to, you know, 
do all these crazy stuff, like, you know, to, you know, get attention, I, I suppose. But um, other than that, it's been a success, you know. Yeah. And, um, yeah, on AEW, um, basically, um, Bodie Lee, you know, the former Luke Harper, he did a, a funeral for uh, Cody Rhodes because he he put a beating on him, uh, you know, last Saturday for the TNT title. And uh, basically, you know, as a result, they attacked Justin Rhodes and QT Marshall in the ring, you know, and then he introduced um, nine, 99. I forgot what name. Ali J, I think her name is. Basically, she was the woman who attacked uh, uh, Brandy Rhodes last week um, after Cody Rhodes got, you know, got got the beatdown, you know, of his career by Brody, Brody Lee. And basically, um, uh, MJF challenged um, uh, John Moxley to the AEW title. And basically, you know, he had, um, John Moxley signed the contract and basically he challenged MJF's lawyer to a match um, next week. And, uh, you know, basically, if the, the, the lawyer doesn't fight, doesn't agree to fight um, Moxley, then MJF's title match uh, will be canceled, and in the, and in that match, the a, that AEW match, um, Moxley's uh, uh, finishing move, um, paradigm shift, would be banned. So that you know that's going to be an interesting matchup. So yeah, but I guess that's about it. Um, anything you'd like to say before we go? Uh, no, just uh, again, uh, my condolences go out to Chad Bowick's, uh family rest in peace um everyone enjoy the payback pay-per-view uh later today and just come back here check out sports of religion every saturdays at 11 only on block talk radio yeah you heard the man um you know check out um sports of religion every you know saturdays at 11 check out the youtube channel sports of religion tv um but most importantly you know, my thoughts and prayers go out to Chad Bozak's family, and you know, I'm praying for a miracle for uh, Jacob Blake. And um, you know, you know, I'll see you guys next time. He's Macaulay Matthew. I'm William Ramo, and I'll see you guys next week. Peace.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.